Hi everyone, welcome to the newest episode of Step Zero Podcast. Today I'm here with a wonderful lady, someone that I absolutely enjoy and love talking to. Let me introduce you guys to Romy von Rude. She's the Vice President of People at TIER, and I'm so happy that she has agreed to come on board with us and talk about some super interesting topics that I think many of you will have uh, experience with coming up, coming from a startup culture, growing up, taking the next steps, looking at the effects that it has on your mental health. So I'm very excited for today's conversation, but before we get started, Romy, would you do me the honors and introduce yourself and tell our audience a little bit about who you are and what brought you here to us today to talk about mental health in the workplace yeah thank you so much uh, for the introduction and i'm i'm very very happy uh, to be here and uh, talk to you today um so i'm i'm german from from the eastern part of uh, germany um grew up uh, and spent most of my career in berlin with lots of travel um for for different country companies my um, career started at Vattenfall, very like traditional uh, corporate um, organization, but there I made my first experience in, in the uh, HR people's sector um, and uh, was responsible for, for example, people, people development uh, topics and, and diversity management um, before I moved into the startup scene to really move things fast and uh, and change the world um and uh, i did uh, two early stage uh, startups like built the hr management uh, for them um i uh, then like rebuilt the hr management of a um like 200 people uh, company um and uh, now finally i moved uh, to tia in last uh, november um and uh, yeah i'm i'm part of a huge hyper growth uh, story which i'm i'm very proud of it's very very exciting and my learning curve uh, is like this so, so it's uh, it's all about uh, personal development uh, definitely <laughs> and in between i founded my my own startup together with my sister um yeah like an e-commerce startup um not related to hr but uh, very helpful um to learn a little bit about about marketing, SEO, and, and stuff like that. So that was interesting. Thank you so much for the introduction. I think it really helps for, for the people listening to really understand how diversified is the experience that you bring to the table. I mean, starting from, from Vattenfall, it's a very, very big German organization, going through the startup phase, uh, building out things. You know, hyper growth is something that, you know, everyone talks about, but experiencing hyper growth from a people perspective, it's one of the most intense experiences I think that anyone can have. It's something extremely valuable for, for the future. And I know that this is one of your personal passions as well, helping people grow in these high-paced environments and finding themselves. Um, I know you've done a lot of work in that space as well, but before we get into that, I would love to get your, your feedback on mental health in the workplace. I mean, that's your core topic, and, and, and you and I talked about that in, in, the com in the preparations as well, why it's so important that we address this and why there's still so much of a stigma around it. I would love to get your perspective and, and view on this, especially having the combination of the very, very corporate traditional environment versus the, the startup environment and how you perceive the topic overall in your experience. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I mean, first of all, why are we talking about this topic um, so much uh, is potentially because like how we work 
changed a lot um, from the past to uh, today's uh, world we are living in. Everything is digital, everything is fast. Uh, it's more like um, in the past we had to search for information. Today we rather have to sort out what's the important information um, uh, for me uh, out of all the information that has been uh, delivered. And it's quite a lot on a daily basis. And I think that's like how we grew up and how we were teached was very, very different. Uh, so it, it puts us in front of huge challenges um, as like individuals. Um, and that's why I think we as, as organizations also have to take the responsibility to, um, to educate people, to take care of people and, and to make sure that we, um, that we uh, live along these challenges and uh, and can uh, can find very good solutions uh, for those and um, why sh why should we do that i mean from a simple business perspective uh, it's important to keep your work workforce healthy um, to uh, to have uh, productive excited uh, happy people um, who also want uh, to stay uh, with your organization and um, and not uh, leave after six months because they are completely burned out in general like one one point uh, to the corporate versus startup um me personally i always worked a lot so it didn't really matter if i was in the corporate or in a startup um it's for me it's a little bit of a of a mindset also and that's potentially an important point to uh, how you deal with that uh, in an organization also as a manager you you just have people that are extremely driven and always want to like deliver above and beyond uh, and i think here it's also our uh, our task uh, to say okay do we prioritize in the right way uh, is it balanced yeah do we have breaks in between how can i support and so on and so on yeah, you touch on so many points and I'm taking avid notes here because there's so many things that you're, you're talking about. Uh, one of it was, uh, you know, growing up and, and, and that's the favorite part of, of what's also coming up, you know, growing up and growth as an individual, but also growing up within an organization. You talked about uh, challenges in education as individuals as well, what we need to keep in mind. Um, you talk about the differences in people with your own, own feedback, as you're always the person who, irrespective of the environment, works a lot. You always put in 150%. Um, extremely different person, but prioritization and balance is so important. And I think these are all aspects that really identify and define a well-being or the well-being of individuals at any organization or can be the, the basics of that. Nonetheless, we still feel that there's still a lot of stigma, especially when it comes to new companies, startups, leaders. It can be a lot of, it can be reasons of funding or uh, financial backing missing, or just simply lack of understanding. Uh, what was your experience with very high-paced, fast-growth environments with leaders that you worked with? How was this topic of mental health perceived, or was it even addressed um, at the, in, in the past couple of years of, of operations in, in the high-growth environments that you worked in? I think it's a it's a growing topic. Uh, like, I mean, people um, as a as a function in an organization. Like, if we think back, like 10, 15 years ago, um, it 
it was not considered as an important function. I think this is also um, like developing a lot. Uh, and it's the same with mental health where there we are potentially a little bit um, more at the beginning. Um, we, what we usually do in these fast paced environments is that we, um, we hire young people, uh, young driven people, uh, and we, we push them into management positions. And of course, these people are really excited about it um, and, uh, and value the opportunity. But then what we very often don't do, especially during early stage uh, situations, uh, is educating uh, these people to, uh, to make, them, um, make them be able to, uh, to lead the teams. Yeah? So what is, what is expected of me um, as a leader? Uh, how do I develop people? How do I provide uh, uh, feedback? How do I take feedback? I should listen. Yeah? Uh, listening is, uh, is key. Um, and then how do I take care of, of my people? And like, what, what does leadership and what does great leadership mean? And some people are lucky. They have uh, excellent uh, senior leaders, like the CEO, for example, um, who is a fantastic role model. Yeah, and then they can learn from this person and adapt. Um, but, uh, but that's potentially not, not always the case. Yeah, and wherever I came into the organization, um, it's, uh, it was basically a missing uh, a missing piece. Yeah. And I think that's the leadership team, especially when you are growing the, the mid management team. I mean, that's the, that's the core of your business. These people are driving the business together with their teams. Um, and, uh, like I wish, I mean, I, I want us to do a much better job, uh, there to, to invest and educate them and really enable them to be to be great leaders because i also think that's the that's the best multiplier for an organization yeah if you enable them to lead then it's also for us as a people team um it's a huge relief and well well running um machine that you just have to um coach and consult from the side yeah, you touch on a, a lot of points that I think um, have been a pretty big issue, I think, in the past um, a couple of years. As you said, there was a, a massive splurge of startups, a lot of young people, a lot of very talented people, and they experienced a growth. I remember me talking to my parents. They haven't understand how you experienced so much in the matter of five years that they have experienced in a matter of 50. And that's really the comparison, right? So you go through this growth stage, you, you get better and better, you're ambitious, but there are certain stages, especially when it comes to leadership or people management that require so much more attention, so much more learning and, and understanding. And I remember this, this um, trend where everyone was investing in uh, mid-management training. I think that was, uh, you know, people were bringing in coaches, but what, came, what happened afterwards where you say that it's, it's the people team's responsibility to make sure that it's being nurtured, that it stays on the long run. I think the companies that really did the right job and really understood the, the importance and the value of the people teams and what they can actually do for an organization, they really succeeded with that, with training their next generation of leaders. And, and I think from, from a financial bottom line perspective, it's also much better for an organization to actually build on those people. Now, there was one topic exactly in this context that, that you and I talked about before, and that was growth or growing up within an organization. And we heard often that 
an organization uh, or a person outgrows an organization, but it can also be vice versa. There's a lot of growth. And when you're a startup, when you, when you build that loyalty, you refer to also the CEO as being the example, someone that you really look up to, you have a very strong sense of loyalty. So sometimes you don't fully experience that moment when, when that overgrowth, if you can use that, maybe, but I'm sure everyone understands what I'm trying to say, that happens. What do you do then? How do you get through that? It's an immense level of mixed emotions, I guess, that goes on in a company and in the individual as well. Yeah, yeah. So I'm a, I'm a strong believer in there are certain stages for certain uh, competencies, qualifi qualifications, or certain uh, people uh, in an organization. Uh, there are people who are extremely fast uh, and just they get shit done, basically. Um, and, um, and there are people who who are very process driven and structured and so on. And obviously um, that uh, responds to, to certain uh, stages in an organization. And we sometimes um, uh, don't do well because it's of course an emotional aspect. If someone comes to me and says, you know, I want to, I want to further develop um, and I potentially want to do something, something else. Um, and, uh, if that's, if that person wants to leave me, yeah, it's a little bit like a, it feels like a divorce. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and you of course ask yourself like, what, what have, what have I done uh, wrong? Um, the important, uh, the important aspect is, um, that it's, it's not about me. It's about the person and their career and their personal growth. And it's, it's nothing personal. Yeah. We, we also talked about it that sometimes we, Uh, mix up uh, organizations and family. We often always say a startup, our st we are all a family. Uh, I think it's, I like that term. Yeah, I'm not against it, but I think we have to be careful how we use it. Um, and also in a family, like kids grow up and they, they, they make their own way uh, at, at some point. Yeah, and you have to let them go uh, to be able to be successful. And uh, I think we should uh, we should do the same. So, Uh, rather, um, if, uh, if, someone, if someone comes and says, I want to further develop and you don't find any opportunity within the organization or within your team, or if someone doesn't perform anymore um, and you see, oh, maybe it's because they are not happy, it's, it's not the right job and you establish that together, let them go. Maybe there's another opportunity um, outside uh, your organization where they can uh, succeed much more. I would even say, you know, um, let me know. Um, I'm going to help you. I can review your LinkedIn profile. I can review your CV. And maybe I can uh, make a few contacts uh, for you in, in my network. Because the best thing that would happen uh, afterwards is that they come back to you even more educated uh, than before with lots of exciting uh, experience and uh, uh, much more input uh, to be delivered to you. You were used one, one phrase here, establish things together. And I think that's not used enough. You know, th these two-sided conversations where, where you feel comfortable enough to say that maybe I am not at home anymore. Maybe I need something new. How can we actually get through that? And I think these are conversations that are really, really tough. They don't actually happen yet. You need to have that safe environment where an employee or yourself feel comfortable addressing those. 
what would be your recommendation? Because I think a lot of leaders want to be good leaders. They're, we're talking about great people, but obviously leadership is also something that you can improve on and you can learn. What would be your, your insight here for, for leaders that want to do better and addressing these topics with their teams and help them to the next stage? How do they go about it? What, is, what, what should be the first step that they actually uh, do uh, when they sit down with their employees? I mean, as I, as I said uh, in the beginning, I think it's, first of all, it's very, very important to listen, uh, to listen to, uh, to people's needs um, and, and be patient. And then uh, if you don't understand, uh, don't jump uh, onto answers uh, right away because that's, that's also like a, <laughs> uh, like a need that we usually have. Um, uh, so we are driven from the inside that, um, oh, I'm, I'm a manager um, I have to know naturally. I have to know more than than my my team member, uh, so I have to jump uh, on an answer uh, right away. Um, that's I think that's not modern uh, leadership anymore. I think it really it really makes sense to listen, understand, and then even yeah. I mean, we often say like a leader uh, should be uh, a supporter and enabler. Um, and and also a personal coach, like someone who rather asks questions, and and maybe people even find uh, their their own solution, which uh, then in the end gives them a lot of um, ownership, accountability, uh, and the freedom to develop their own like their own uh, uh, solutions, which then potentially makes them much happier, which leads to a lot of mental health in the end because mental health is obviously also of course about um not only about long working hours but also about uh like a positive uh experience in in the work work environment even if you work uh, a little bit more sometimes yeah yeah i i think that's exactly it you touched on the human aspect of leadership how important it is to be human and not try to be something that you're supposed to be on paper, but actually be yourself and, and have those conversations. I mean, some of those, those uh, conversations are, are so relevant. And there was one thing that I think uh, we addressed on before, and that's the importance of knowledge sharing, especially when it comes to leaders, right? That, that's another topic that's so important. We have a generation of immensely growing leaders that are extremely talented, but they still have a long way to go. And as you said, you don't have to have the answer to everything. And you had a wonderful idea that I would love if we could share as well to the audience as well, or with our audience of how you can become a better leader and how can you have those conversations and how you can use knowledge sharing to improve, not just your talent or your skill set, but also your relationships at work. Did I? Yes, we were talking about the roundtables where leaders, you know, come together I, and uh, sharing part. Now I remember. Yeah, that's that's a that's um uh, that's that's a very easy to, uh, uh, action you can you can take. I was I now remember I was talking about a very specific situation where we were on a on a business trip uh, with our management team and we were sitting was a special uh, uh, like small bus and we were sitting um, with like facing each other. And then we started talking about our, our leadership uh, challenges, each and every one about their own. And then as a team, we solved them. And then also we shuffled around people. Oh, maybe I can 
maybe I have a job for this person and so on and so on. And, and there, I mean, that was very eye-opening. Yeah. Um, it, it doesn't need a huge, very expensive training uh, uh, from the outside uh, very often, but uh, just uh, putting leaders into, into a room and just discussing day-to-day -day challenges will help them uh, grow a lot. Yeah, and and uh, they will find a lot of solutions um, uh, together. Yeah, and it's often it doesn't have to be um, um, a revolutionary solution. And I think we also need to address a lot of the things that are simple human conversational solutions that, you know, sometimes you just need to be reminded of that. And that's why I personally love so much the, the idea that you brought in of just a, an actual conversation where you say, hey, what do you think? What's your view and what's your angle on that? And that can really help us. And, and I think on, on a smaller scale, probably that's what we're trying to do here with Step Zero Two, bringing in individuals and people that have the expertise and knowledge and experience to just share their views. And that brings me to, um, to sadly, the last part of the conversation. I have no idea how our time flies so much. Is, is really asking for our recommendations. Um, because I know that, that uh, you work with a lot of people and you help them in these high-paced environments. What would be their, your recommendations to individuals that are struggling that, with their well-being or mental health, but just the fact that they feel that they have reached a certain level of growth and maturity within their organization, they're extremely loyal to their family. We talked about the overuse of word of family as well. Nonetheless, they feel it's time to maybe make a decision, make a change. Is that okay that they feel that way? Is it something normal to feel? And if yes, how can they go about it? Or what exactly is the next step that you as, as, as um, a people lead in a high-paced industry would actually recommend them to do? I think, uh, I think it's very, very normal. Um, and uh, it would, would be weird uh, if it would be different. Um, and I, I have a lot of uh, these conversations, uh, by the way, because I'm, I'm hopefully uh, often also a, a trusted mutual uh, partner um, to coach people a little bit on what the next step um, is. And I would, I would always recommend to treat it uh, openly and honestly and and speak to uh, speak to your colleagues, speak to your leader. I mean, depending on what the situation. But if you want to make the next step, um, obviously, hopefully, you have a you have a feedback culture and feedback process, anyways, where you can uh, bring it up on a on a regular basis. Um, but but if not, um, then like sit down um, and and prepare for the meeting, um, and then just uh, be straight, open, and honest uh, because it's. It's going to help you a lot uh, moving forward yeah. and uh, there will be a lot of um, uh, understanding and respect uh, for that uh, from the other side uh, usually. Yeah, I think that's when people find a way to be themselves and communicate that I think that really brings that respect that's, that's much needed. And um, I know you, we only had a couple conversations, but I can tell you that people who have the chance and opportunity to work with you, um, I feel very much supported and, and enabled during our conversations. And I, I've grown a lot through your ideas. And I'm 100% that, that people see you that way. And, and I'm, I'm really grateful that there are people like yourself and leaders out there who really give the space and the room for individuals to find themselves and, and feel safe psychologically, physically, work-wise to open up and, and address those topics. 
And I think companies where you can come in and bring your experience, leaders can learn a lot from you as well. And that, that's basically my last question. How can leaders, what's your suggestion to leaders who want to help employees really live their journey within the company, but also feel okay and be open to say, you know what, I'm ready to let you go but the door is always open to come back. I've had that experience, luckily in my life, I had a wonderful leader who allowed me to do that. Um, and I really wish, as you said, that other people could see it the way you do, where you say that people can come back with even more knowledge and even more wonderful things to bring to the table if you allow them to kind of experience themselves a little bit. How would you let these leaders go and, and open up and, and just say, okay, you know what? I'm not going to lose anything. I'm actually going to gain a lot more by being human and letting people speak their minds and, and their journey. I mean, my recommendation would be, uh, be, don't take it personal. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, it's not about you. It's about the people who want to grow. My recommendation would be maybe like look back how, how your relationship uh, has grown and if you like with only one situation uh, want to risk that um, look into the future and the opportunities that are going to come with that it's also i mean you 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 potentially going to hire a new person into that role that new person is also going to bring new knowledge um, and there's there's a lot of opportunity and then like push the linkedin button connect to this person forever and then uh, help the person to further grow, no matter uh, if in if in this organization or or in in other organizations, because the the network, the personal connections, they are going to remain oh, above uh, any organizations that are existing today, right? Especially in, in in our world, right? A lot of companies are out there that base their business on technology. But at the end of the day, it's based on people. And, and I don't think that there's any better way to, to conclude our conversation as in press that connect button on LinkedIn or wherever you are, make that uh, call, send that message. It can definitely help you grow and help you connect other people, especially in today's world, connections are more important than ever. So I can only encourage your wonderful audience as well to press that connect button to Romy as quick as possible. She's definitely someone you want to be connected to and talk to. And with that, I would like to say thank you again for taking the time for this. I love that we were able to bring family into our conversation because that's how I grew up. That's how Matteo grew up in, in, in our business professional lives. And I'm glad it gets addressed because growing up is wonderful and it's natural and it's okay to grow up for a company and an individual as well so thank you for making that more acceptable removing the stigma and the anxiety from this specific topic and removing the guilt and and bringing this wonderful topic to the table so Romy thank you so much for taking part in this our audience will make sure that we reference every single thing that um, that we discussed with Romy today in the podcast notes and I hope that you guys will be tuning in for the next episode as well and we wish you a really really wonderful evening Romy thank you so much for your participation the same to you and it was a great pleasure talking to you Thank you. Thank you.